When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome. We're back with a with a new mini-sode. I'm Casey Howe. I'm Mark Pikert. We're back with a new and final, oh, final. recapping American Crime Story impeachment. It yes. has been a long 10 weeks. It has. Well, it's really, um, you know, I, I'm starting to refer to it as the four-part miniseries because that's all you need to watch, just the four. Yeah, uh, agreed. <laughs> uh, and they're good. The go... four is like, yeah, they're amazing. It's a completely different show. I feel like it's almost one of those things where it feels like they shot it. Like they shot the first six and then like fired the director and the writer and brought in somebody new. And just it's like, yeah, no, it's I don't the know. Same, I don't it's know the happened. same people, but it feels, it feels completely different because it does. we spent so long we spent so long with these women uh, as caricatures. And now all yes. of a sudden we finally have moments of growth. We finally have these women yes. standing up for themselves. We finally have these women confronting how others perceive them versus how they perceive themselves and yes. what that means. And for by the end of the season for Monica, it means finding some kind of acceptance with her situation. Yeah. 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 And for mm -hmm. Linda, it's having plastic surgery because she right. didn't know how ugly she was. Right. Yeah, that one. I mean, one of my biggest takeaways is I will never forget how to make a waffle again. Never. Ro mm. Ro rotate. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it is the best it is the best i rewatched that that episode last night and then watched the the new one and oh i just forgot about that i was like that is the best linda trip scene she's in a a a hotel like a shitty hotel where you have the buffet breakfast and it's all office workers and she's got it's no so... job she's clipping clipping newspapers and I mean, making waffles whole... The whole thing with Linda is so there's a real Shakespearean tragedy element to it where her yes. fatal flaw is uh, how she perceives herself. And yeah. she I think is true for a lot of women in government, especially at the time, she was often the smartest person in any room and yes. she refused to play any kind of political game. And that bit her in the ass because people don't respond to that well. And you yes. see that in that, in that sequence where she's, smarter than all of these other people in line and she just cannot hold her tongue she has to say something and not in a kind way yes yes not in a and as someone no, who also struggles fine. with that 
you can empathize. Not that women need to be kind to get their message across, but I think, and it does show you in that day and age, you know, what is, and still today that, you know, we still get that whole, we still as a, as a society have that, have that whole like, yeah, but can you just say it nicer? Cause you're a woman, like you're not allowed to, you know, yell at people, but the guy behind you can, and it's no big deal. It's like, well, well, can you imagine if Linda Tripp was, if Linda Tripp was in government now, she'd have to add so many exclamation points to her emails. Like I Don't spend so much goodness. of my time going back and inserting exclamation points so that I'm like, oh, I hope that no one thinks that I'm upset. Yeah. <laughs> what if I am? Like I probably have if a I reason. Am. Yes. So we're discussing the final so. two episodes, the grand Correct. jury, and then uh, whatever this the one wilderness. is called. Wilderness. The wilderness. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yes. Where and in the final, so the grand jury is a fantastic hour of TV. It, it is, is what I wanted the show to be the entire yes. time. It is Could dramatizing this event that we all know about, but mm-hmm. putting a really human face to everything that mm-hmm. is happening in a way that no one was allowed to have at the time. Totally agree. I think it is a really great sequence for a number of reasons. Number one, you learn a little bit how about how grand juries work, and you're kind of like, this seems one sided. Hmm. Oh no. So it's interesting um, that you get a little glimpse into the process. And then also the scene is so great because it's um, it's a scene that you don't get because grand jury testimony is sealed. So I'm not sure if that one was unsealed or if this oh. is just the way that Monica and Linda saw it. Like the people. So one, uh, there were leaks throughout the grand jury. Got it. That makes sense. No one, like Ken Starr's office was investigated for all of the leaks. Got it. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, And two, it was unsealed because according to the fact checkers at Vulture, most of what happened in the grand jury is almost verbatim. Got it. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I know that's right. Vulture is doing the fact checking thing. That's so helpful. Excellent. There was was the older woman who really drilled down with Monica about why she kept going after married men. Yeah, I know. And I loved, I loved that scene where she's like, I just don't understand. And you hear the echo in the courtroom where they're like, oh, I do. And I'm like, and it's all the other women on the grand jury that are like, and it wasn't, I don't think in response to that, but she, you know, people, she's like, I don't understand how you can do that. And all the other women were like, I do, you know? And I was like, yes, that is exactly well, what, you know, what you want to hear. Finally, from you want someone coming to Monica's, you know, defense. Yes, especially yeah. in, at that time, having suffered with her through the last few episodes sure. and then suffered watching her for the first half of the season where she seems to not have anything going on and everything revolves around Bill Clinton and whether or not that's how it felt for her at the time. I do wish that the writers had been kinder and given her something storyline. Yeah. Something let her knit then. I mean, yeah. Something. 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 So, yes. Apparently... I also thought the interesting thing about the grand jury, too, which I didn't realize, but is just as soon it, I thought it was acted really well. And then I thought that um you felt it as the audience. She went, ooh, that's icky when they bring in the female prosecutor to ask her the questions. And she's so... pregnant. And you're the like, female... and they're both, oh gosh, it's just so cringy. So you're like, Ew. The female prosecutor very much insisted on going into that level of detail about their intimate moments with Monica. And then uh, she was up, Trump nominated her for a Supreme Court seat. 
And during oh, really? the confirmation hearings, she was grilled about this. Oh, and that's she said, right. That was her. Oh my gosh. Yes. I did not put she two said, I, reg- I don't regret. I don't regret any of it. I don't regret making her go into all that detail. I don't. Wow. Well, the and writers one, were kinder to her then because they certainly made her look uncomfortable and awkward and not wanting to do any of that. So they were awfully kind to that one. Yeah. I, but one thing that the writers did do that I appreciated in terms of dramatizing this for television, mm-hmm. Linda Tripp actually testified first. Oh, okay. Okay. But here we get a sense of momentum where Monica charms the grand jury right. by being forthright, by being mm-hmm. upfront about being young, and by just being unbelievably young. When that woman yeah. says, You will always be Miss Lewinsky, and she goes, Yes, it's just like, Oh, it's so painful to watch. It's so painful. It's this moment of genuine <sighs> vulnerability from her that we have not seen this entire season. And oh, it's just, yeah. it's a, it's a perfect moment in this episode. Yes, and so we I see agree. all of this happening. And then we have Linda Tripp come in and there's a real sense they of everyone her. just folding their arms as soon as she walks in, like show yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. Well, didn't they say, um, wasn't it an earlier episode where they meet with Linda, like the prosecutors meet with Linda or something and they walk out. And that was the one funny line that I said, like a, five episodes back when Colin Hanks's character goes, thank God this isn't going to trial because the people would fucking hate that woman. <laughs> and you get a yes. sense of like, I just thought about that right now, but I was like, Ooh, that's awfully for full circle of the grand jury just hates her and doesn't respond to her. And she gets a lot of, this. seems like that's just her persona and the energy she gives off to everybody. There's not a whole lot of, even her daughter by the end, you're like, I don't think that you're really a fan of this, you know, woman. And well, it's... and by that time with that scene with the daughter in the hotel room, Linda has allowed this entire thing to consume her life in a way yes. that we have a feeling even Monica hasn't allowed. Like Monica has True. her Good point. system. Linda's alone. Linda has a teenager yeah. wondering about her and that is it. Yes. Yes. And it's such, I, it's so heartbreaking to see all of this happen to Linda, whether or not you think that she deserved it. I think that what this show does is really dive into her motives Mm -hmm. and how angrily she denied, but she did not see it as betrayal. She saw it as patriotism. Yes. Yes. And And how do you reconcile those two things? Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that that's, you know, that's a lot of things. I mean, even when they're talking about the Marilyn case in the in the last episode and her immunity, she like she just doesn't she doesn't get it. She doesn't. She's like, no, I did this for the right. I picked up the phone. I was the brave one. I told people about this. You know, why am I getting in trouble for this? Why am why does everybody hate me? And and it just was not perceived that way at all. It just was, you know. A, and the thing the means did not justify the ends. You know, it was people were saying you probably could have gone about it a different way. Like you probably could have done this a little softer, a little less aggressively, a little less illegally, you know, all of those things. And less leading, like engaging in these friend conversations right? with her coworker where once the tapes are released, which we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. Because I do want to say in Grand Jury, we get... Um, that amazing moment where, and two amazing Monica moments for me, 
where she uh-huh. asks that Colin Hanks character leave the room. Yes, that was them, great. Which she did too. do. That's amazing. I loved that too, because you get that sense where she's like, um, I don't want to say anything. And then I loved that. She was like, can you leave rather than sugarcoating it for him or dancing yeah. around it? She's like, yeah. no, they asked. And so I'm going to tell him. And there you go. You know, I agree. And that was a fabulous moment. Famously, Monica ended her grand jury testimony with, I hate Linda Tripp. Yes. That was great. That was great. She's, and everybody was like, mm-hmm, I get that. Yeah, no, I think that was a really good, um, your point is a good one from earlier. That's a, it was a great, um, what is it, artistic license or use of yeah. artistic license to to um, do them in that order. I think that was, that was yeah. really effective. They were able to use a lot of other tools because you already got a sense that the grand jury, you know, was was going one way. So, and I thought it was really interesting that they framed it from the grand jury perspective and from the two women perspective of the testimony versus just skipping ahead to all the political stuff and the political fallout that happened because you're looking at it and you're saying, okay, so this grand jury thinks there's nothing criminal here and there's no big deal. Like they're clearly like two people had an affair. Who cares? Like whatever, you know, and And so you're seeing that the prosecution from a criminality standpoint in the legal system doesn't have a case. But then we know the fallout from all the Ken Starr stuff, which is a completely different, you know, trial process in for impeachment. So you're seeing these parallel lines that what you know, what they're deeming as an impeachable offense, which would be a crime like it's a high crime or misdemeanor. And this grand jury can't find that. Yeah. And it's an interesting juxtaposition to say, we're not going to get into the weeds of the political fallout. Look, there's not, there was never a case here. They didn't have one. They were never going to indict him criminally. What, what I loved, loved, loved about the finale is you see the toll as the um, credits pop up and it's like November, 1998 or what you just see the months ticking by. Yeah. They're both under gag orders. So they can't speak out in their defense, but everybody else can talk about them. So true. So true. Oh God, that must've been just, I can't imagine. I can't imagine people just, you know, publicly everyone, you know, late night to talking to political figures, to everybody. It was everybody just. Well, and then being so terrible. When Linda had the press conference. Yes. In oh. the ninth episode, after she testified for the grand jury. Oh. 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 It's just so <laughs> misguided and just is oh. not received. And she. I'm like the, you. And I'm like, oh, no. No, that's not how anyone wants to see themselves. <laughs> no one wants to see themselves as that person. And that says something about society more, less than you. But. Just that stunned look on Sarah Paulson's face over and over in the final two episodes where she doesn't understand how all of the attention is on her and Monica and not on the man who did all of the things that no one is denying. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very true. Very true. Very true. I think that, you know, the, the, which I know there was a lot of political fault and people have their opinions of the star report or, you know, what was done and what was not done. But I think the way that it's framed here is like, it was a collective, a 
a collective national sexual awakening that like people have sex, like people have sex and they do things sexually to each other and it gives them other people pleasure. And Oh God, it was like the first time I feel, it felt like the first time that America collectively sort of broke out of this, um, hush, hush, Protestant, we don't talk about it. And everybody is like, you can do that in the bedroom? <gasps> oh, and everybody kind of wanted to rush home and try rather than say, you know, that's wrong. It was a, oh, that could be fun. You know, like that was just how it felt. Well, there's <laughs> that There's that awesome moment in Ken Starr's office where he says, this report is bulletproof. <laughs> we did it. We did it. And then you see everyone, one, learn how to use the internet in real time. Oh, my God. That was and, a stupid. <laughs> and two, when Mina Suvari is like, can you have a resident? Not Mina Suvari. Oh, that was the best. When, was can the you best. have a resident try? Yes. That was the best. That one made me laugh out loud. I was like, oh, that's right. Just get someone more important to do it and it'll load. That's yeah. all you need. I think, yeah. I think she's been head of IT at some companies I've worked at before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, but, I thought that you was see, great. You see Ann Coulter and George Conway flipping through frantically looking for, you know, the thing. The charges. The the impeachment basis. Yeah, the impeachment stuff. And they're like, 100, oh, I love it. I, I mean, her, that, I always forget the actress's name, but her is, her, um, Ann Coulter is just show stopping. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best. And, and I love how she's like, uh, 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 oh, oh, 138. All right, here it is. The charges of, oh, no, more sex. And then she just, <laughs> it's it. Well, when she's reading the chapter headings, Monica's frustrations. What is this, a Danielle Steele novel? (laughs) That's my Kobe Smulders as in culture impression. Excellent, excellent. You nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah, and George Conway. I mean, his his point I think is a good one. Of you know, they're not going to read this and think about what he did wrong. They're going to read it and think sex. And yeah, I think. You know, the argument from a from a prosecution, from a Republican, from a um, impeachment side, I uh, totally agree with their assessment that that Ken Starr kind of botched it with all the sex stuff. It's like you didn't need all the sex stuff you needed, you know, and it's just and then the scene prior to that, prior to printing is just sort of um lurid for lurid's sake or tawdry for tawdry's sake i don't know what the right thing of all those guys bantering back and forth about which sexual act is more important and they want their section and and you're just like ew like you guys are just i mean you've been gross this whole time but like double gross like double gross i don't meanwhile i want to be like i want to be like brett i want to be like brett kavanaugh where did you notate this in your journal (laughs) in your calendar what's the (laughs) What was the language used on that day? You still keeping those things? Still keeping them? Because I'd like to know that one. Like, yeah. Ugh. But by series end, we have Monica coming to terms with what this has done mm-hmm. for her mm-hmm. and to her. Uh, mm-hmm. She's published Monica's Story, the book mm-hmm. with Andrew Morton, who co-wrote Princess Di's memoir. Yes. Uh, my favorite thing about the book signing sequence is that it is a massive book about this thick. Yeah. Yes. And all of the copies are about this thick. And I 
looked up to see how long this book by a 26 year old. <laughs> Good thinking. Be. Uh, it is 288 pages, <laughs> which is not <laughs> this thick. <laughs> And everyone who is listening to this and not watching us, Mark has like five or six inches in between it's, his hands. And they are big. They are, you know. Yeah. That's so, six inches. No, it's about six inches. Six inches. <laughs> and it Don't is, ask how like I know massive. that. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, I, well, I do think, I mean, they look like Doris Kearns Goodwin's team of rivals, just like sitting there I mean, up on the shelf. <laughs> Robert Caro would need another decade to write a book that long. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so we have Monica coming to terms yeah. with everything. Anyway. Uh, reluctantly, but she is doing it. We have mm-hmm. Linda Tripp uh, also coming to terms with it, but mm-hmm. a little a little humbled. Um, and it just seems like she's had a lot knocked out of her by the time she has that meeting with the, the writer at George Magazine. Yes. Yes. It's between, you know, going through that much plastic surgery, going through, I mean, it's just, you really get a sense of like, oh gosh, it takes a lot to, to do that. I would think to get to that point where that's your solution, you know, and then to confront that with this writer. um, Yeah. I think that was a, that was an, you know, for a moment you got a glimpse into like, she was, yeah, not, not doing so well. And still trying to be a player when she's talking yeah. about, I almost met JFK Jr. once. Yes. Said, but <laughs> you didn't. But then but you didn't. didn't. Right. Uh, yeah. And then so we have count. we have Paula Jones. Which we I do. Series, Fatal Flaw. Uh, we have amazing <laughs> Paula Jones in the final two episodes. We yes, have Paula we Jones do. finally standing up to her husband and calling him a chicken mm-hmm. shit, which is one of my mm-hmm. favorite Southern great. insults. <laughs> Loved it. And then uh, I loved, I, I loved it. I love two things. I, and I don't know how this happened, but I loved that they kept it just between them and didn't make it like, I thought for a second it was going to be violent. And I was like, don't, okay. I was like, okay. All right. I'm glad that he did just like the chicken shit that he is just left. And I love how he waits yeah. by the door and she goes, Oh, you think I'm going to ask you to stay? Like, and I was like, yeah, Paul, get the fuck out. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> So I thought that was great. And I think the other thing about that, her series, um, is you, these last two episodes, I think really shone a light on how much of a pawn she was and how quickly disregarded she was when she was no longer needed. So you get the sense that um, the woman is like, her friend is still around when she's getting the nose job, but then Judith the, Light is still around. Judith Light, she's still around. But then in that last episode, everybody's gone. They have no money. They yeah. have no nothing, you know. And and um, and everybody's gone. And all of the, you know, there's no more suits. Everybody's sacks and everybody's gone. But they're still trying to control her, telling her that mm-hmm. she can't do penthouse because uh, they're Christians. Yeah. Yeah. She can't pay her bills. What is she yeah. supposed yeah. to do? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She needed the money. And you see just how, you know, how how terrible and used she was and how tragic that is. And that she doesn't want to be doing penthouse, but yeah, she needs the check. And no one's willing to say, don't do that. I'll help you. She doesn't have anybody. Yes. So she's got to go do it. And you get that vulnerability and you get that um you know which i'm sure a lot of women 
who were in that situation, that's what they have to resort to. They sort of have to use their bodies to get out of it. And it's just a terrible, a terrible situation. But you really get that sense with Paula Jones's story in those last two episodes, I think of, um, yeah, you know, how, how quickly she was dropped and how, you know, she had to figure it out. And but I do think that's a problem with the series is that it does the exact same thing to her. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, she does not get a redemption other than with her husband. And she doesn't really get any kind of depth or character growth. Mm-hmm. The closest we get is her telling Judith Light that she's going to do it. But you don't even get a sense that she's making a decision in that moment. More that she's doing it because she doesn't understand why she couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's not taking a stand. She's just, she's not comprehending what Judith Light is implying. Right. And right. much more in keeping with everything and just, I think the the real tragedy in the final episode is Juanita Broderick. Oh, who, yeah. by the time she's mm-hmm. doing that NBC Dateline sit down, people are asking to watch the Grammys instead because it's yeah. just another Clinton it's too woman. Much. Yeah, it's just too much. And yeah, it's just another Clinton woman. It's just a, and, um, you know, and that, in, and when they're writing the report, you know, just it, that's not our charges, make it a footnote. You know, like, yeah, put it in the appendix. It's, it's not yeah. germane. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. You know, so yeah, she becomes, um, yeah, just another, just another Clinton woman. That's a good, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. can we be done with this? And you do get a sense of, you know, how tired the nation was of this by that time. I mean, this, in, the investigation had been going on since what, like 94 and yeah. Uh, you know, Whitewater with 94. And then by the time they drummed this up, it's 98. And then they get to release. It's like, just, it's too, it's, it, it was just too much for everybody. And they were like, let's move on. But this poor woman well, is also and left behind. Never recognized, you know, never yes, heard. The stuff, never and heard. the stuff with Monica ultimately becomes so arcane where it's arguing over intent to arouse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how is that consuming an entire country's attention? Yeah. Like, let's have a conversation about he is her direct, like the most powerful man in the world. Yeah. And embarking on a sexual relationship with an intern. Let's talk about that. But his desire to arouse her, most well, people that are not be- going to That was just because, that. that's true. But that was because they were just, just for the perjury charge. That's the only reason yeah. they needed that. Cause they were going to charge course, him with perjury, but, but that's, cause that's that was the real anyone's attention. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, and I think two part of it is, is, you know, sex is not an impeachable offense. So, you know, <laughs> I, no. you can't, you know, I think if, I think if you, if it was not a consensual relationship, then yeah. Yeah. And you can get into, the power struggle and the non-consent and all of that. Um, I think when it does become consensual, it's a little bit different. I totally agree with you. There should have been questions more about like, hang on, is this a power thing? Is that not a power? Like that's, and, and it's well, also inappropriate. Know. Yeah. That's we true. didn't we did know. Not know. It's very true. We didn't know that, you know, that, that men had power and used it against mm-hmm. women. No. No, no, no. That's, this... um, that's actually the twist in the current movie last night in Soho. Uh, <laughs> the twist is she's obsessed with the sixties and then she like time travels back to the sixties and realizes there was a lot of misogyny. <laughs> what? What? 
I, I'm not oh. joking. It's treated as like a big oh eye-opening God. reveal. I'm like, did we not watch <laughs> Mad Men? <laughs> like, we've already done this. We've already learned this lesson. It's on for a while. Well, okay. You can really pick any episode. It's in every single one. It's the ongoing theme. You might think it's, it's about ongoing. advertising. It's not. It is about not. misogyny through and through. Sure is. Check, check, check. Sure is, Casey. Sure um, is. Yeah. What mm-hmm. a wild ride this season has been. It has uh, been. What it are your closing been. thoughts on Ugh, American Crime Story gosh. impeachment? Um, you know, I'm really excited that it like I like I'm happy that it ended where it ended. Um, just meaning um I'm happy that they got there. I'm happy that the show shifted gears and yes. they got there and it didn't and it did give these women um you know, some, some new news. I thought there was new news in this, the new glimpses, new views of them, yeah. new portraits, new, new, you know, framing all of that. So and I was nuance and nuance. So I was ooh, fancy. Um, so I was excited that it got there. Um, I think that it could have gotten there much faster and it had taken a different path, whew. but, um, but I am excited that it got there and you had some, some good moments in these last four episodes that you, you know, that were entertaining. It was good television. Um, yeah. and yeah, so, um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the end. <laughs> yes. Well, the, I mean, we've said it for the last few weeks, the end is exactly what I wanted from this series all along. Yes. Yes. Like I wanted to see the behind the scenes real lives of what was happening in the headlines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think that it was a good, it was a good framing of it to do it from these women's perspective. Again, I totally agree with you. I would have liked every episode to be more from them and what their character or, you know, what they're, what they are as people. Um, I think we got a little lost in unnecessarily in, in bill, um, I, I'm not sure how you felt about, we didn't really talk about this, but the, um, his, his last emotional apology to Hillary, I was like, okay, I like how I, she turned around and walked out. I like how she was like, is that it? And she left. <laughs> you know, I think that I was eating a so. baked potato and chain smoking during that because I do not remember it, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> he cried. Anyway, um, that was a, okay. Um, <laughs> So I don't know. So I, I don't think that um, I, I don't think it framed Bill in a more positive light. I don't think it gave him that, which is good. Um, no. I, I, you know, I think that no one really makes it out all that great, um, which I think is honest. That's, you know, I think that's really good. Yeah. I'm glad that they didn't get into too many politics stuff of it and the fallout. It's sort of like, OK, now it's over, like end it, end it somewhere. Yep. Um, so I thought that was really handled, really handled well. And I think that some of the scenes in the last particularly the last two episodes um, gave us a new view of what everybody went through. So those were, I don't know. I, I think I'm glad, I'm glad that we, I'm glad that we stuck with it and I'm mm-hmm. glad that we got some kind of uh, behind the curtain glimpse at yes. uh, how this crucible formed uh, and changed some of these major players. Uh, I think that once it found its tone, the, the crazy big name cameos like Ann Coulter and Matt Drudge <laughs> dropping in become a lot more fun because yes. there's actually stuff happening and it's not just one dimension. It doesn't, they don't seem as one dimensional surrounded by three dimensional people. 
Yes. But in the first half of the season, everyone was very cardboard and it was very excruciating to sit through them coming <laughs> in and doing broad caricatures of broad caricatures. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. And, you know, my takeaway is I really wish that I'd gone to Linda Tripp's Christmas store, Casey. I really do. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Will that be a lifelong regret? I apologize. Hopefully yeah, we can. Well, yeah. Okay. It will. Okay. Uh, and well. <laughs> I really need the backstory for her Christmas village. So if anyone knows anything about that, please so reach true. out in the comments. So true. Thank you. Please do let us know if we have any, any artifacts or anything. Stop commenting about our laughs. We laugh how we laugh. <laughs> We're not fake. I'm sorry if you think that we sound like witches. Maybe we are witches. <gasps> Maybe we are. Yeah. Be careful. We have powers. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I don't think that yeah. I would accuse, I would make fun of a witch. If no. I were you. I don't think so. So just keep that in mind, people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway. And um, remember that, you know, we read the comments. So. <laughs> we you sure know. Do. Well, I do. You do. <laughs> and then I, I get I'm with the trip. Them, so. <laughs> I'm, printing, I'm printing out the comments and circling <laughs> what everyone gets wrong and keeping uh, voluminous files. So. Yes. But if you do uh, have any, if anybody has any, um, you know, story requests or coverage or anything they want to hear about, please let us know. We are happy to um, take requests if, you know, yeah. and then maybe do them or maybe not. It'll always be a mystery. Anyway. It will. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> we like to keep you guessing. We do. We do. If, if anything is uh, proof of that, it is our coverage of impeachment, American yep. crime story. Uh, and now, like Linda Tripp, signing off. <laughs>